The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Before this episode of the Reckless Roller starts, I'd like to take a minute to shed a light on Black Lives Matter and the protests going on worldwide right now. Um, I'd like to ask everyone to please go to blacklivesmatter.card.co. That's card with two R's. Um, over there, there are a lot of resources, um, tips for protesters, uh, places that you can text or call to um, give your thoughts to government officials on this, uh, places to donate, petitions to sign. And I ask that um, anyone who is capable of donating or doing any of that does that. Uh, This is a very, very important fight that needs as much support as it possibly can. Uh, I don't want to take any more of your time before the episode starts, so I hope you all enjoy the episode, Uh, and thank you for listening. Well, welcome... To oh bowlers. I'm wanna be who's play by I go. I have a winkles really cute. He knows Dama Dame. It's really cool. I have a total doubt who has the very inferiority problems, but he's okay just like the rest of my team. We have been traveling. For so very long, for two cities now, which technically is not a lot. But hey, this old timer's ready to get things going. He's taking off his shirt and he's gonna get punchy. Now you know what's gonna happen here. Oh, yeah, as the campaign will begin in its grand. Oh, yes, I'm with my lovely, all amazing DM. We're gonna have ourselves a wonderful time. Alright, so we're just gonna cut about 20 seconds of that away. I am clapped. (laughs) So, that was Argo. You don't say. I'm Scott, the GM or DM or whatever works, whatever floats your boat, you know, for this campaign. And, and I am Mars Rover. I play as Paxson. And this session, quite regrettably, we do not have Stephanie. Mm. Which means that we're going to have one big loophole that we need to very much fill at the very beginning of this. Because last time we left off, I... Oh. Snubble seems to have caught scent of something that she was trying to catch and have in her possession. An alternate typed Rowlet. So why don't we just go on ahead and start off there. Mm. So we're starting immediately afterwards. The Snubble smells this feather. This white feather that is smoldering a little bit. But it's not losing any mass. It's just smoky sniffs it, its ears perk up, and it just 
freezes. Because, from what I remember, that snubble was paralyzed the last time it was out. And it is still paralyzed. Now, oh, wannabe. Boy. Yeah. With this, you have a little bit of time to try and let this Rowlet get away. Or, if you're going to try and convince it to join you, that's up to you. Okay, I'm going to do a simple thing. I'm going to open my bag and say in a telepathic link, get in the bag, we'll take you somewhere safe. Alright. I... Never get in the bag. You're going to have to roll something for that. Oh, no. I would say... Persuasion? <laughs> I think oh. I think the persuasion stat is charm. Oh, yeah, it is charm. So, yeah, go on ahead and roll charm. I got a 10. All right. So, the Rowlet just nods, hops in the bag. Okay. And he, he, looks, he, looks in, he looks in the bag. I, uh... I want the trainers might want, might want to catch you, but it's okay if you want to be caught. It just, it's up to you. It just looks at you with its round eyes, spits out a little bit of fire as it opens its mouth, just goes, just growl it. Because <laughs> it's, cold, it's cold and hot and it f shoots out fire. <laughs> it's a record. <laughs> God so, dang it. <laughs> you now have a Rowlet in your bag. And your bag now looks quite full. But you can always just say it's filled with workout equipment or something. I don't know. Mm. But seeing that her snubble has not actually caught on to the scent of this Rowlet, she just holds the feather. Uh, we'll say she tucks it behind her hair or puts it in her bag or something. And just decides to go to sleep instead. Because she was woken up very rudely by her loop. Truly. Oh my. So with that loophole closed, somewhat, <laughs> <laughs> Leslie turns to you, Paxson, and says, is, is, is it every day like this? Is every day like this with you guys? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. I'm I'm gonna stick with my old group, but I'm just gonna try and convince them to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and convince them to just leave Charles behind. Okay, well, I hope you have a safe journey. Did I say Charles? Right, you're the. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Charles is tagging along with my group. Uh, does she have does she have a very peculiar looking Pokemon? It's a Houndor, but it's a fairy type. He he did. He did. He doesn't anymore. That son of a bitch. Yeah, he uh. He left it at the farm, but I picked it up. Oh. Mm. Paxson okay, here has this, it now. Okay, I need to tell you very, very, very important. Tell it to Paxson. He's got it now. Never mind. What the... F never mind, Paxson knows. <laughs> Look, I'm just going to say this to you, though. And tell this to everyone else in your group. If you find any more odd Pokemon, they are prone to evolve early. Do not let them. 
their lifespans will, will go up fast. Their lifespans will be shorter if they evolve quicker. That... That is something that I should know, that I should tell at least someone in my group. You should tell all of them, but it's kind of, it's kind of important. Uh, Clem definitely needs to know. Clem. Yes. And uh, she's going to turn around and say, I'm going to go wake up my group. If you guys want to come along, you're welcome to. All right. And uh, I think I think, we'll, I think we'll want to catch you sleep. She looks exhausted. Yeah, that's probably for the best. I think she might need a spa day or something. Maybe just cool down. She looks real intense. Yeah, kind of. But, uh, yeah, so it takes, like, maybe ten minutes, and you guys are back over at, uh, Leslie's campsite, which is the same one that Paxson had the battle with her in, obviously, and the same one that, uh, you guys all chased the Zoro over to. Wannabe, here's something that you do notice. There's a bunch of dents in the ground. What happened here? And all of the dents have a smiling face in them. A smiling face. Leslie just looks at it and says, Oh, yeah. The coughing ate a lot of dirt. Oh. Oh, I... Uh, yeah. He was supposed to go and look at his giraffe rig with the hotel in the back, but I'm like, oh, okay. Do you have all of your Pokemon out with you? Yes. <laughs> at all times. It's at a all? very cramped tent. It is the game. Well, I mean, are they all following you? Hopefully. He usually hopes they are. Make sure they're looking back. He looks back at them occasionally, see if they are. Okay, so let's see. I'm going to determine how many people are woken up by the noise of multiple Pokemon just tramping through the, the area. Just one. And we'll say it's the NPC that I actually had a plan for. <laughs> so, you hear a noise coming from one of the other tents in the group, uh, in that campsite. There are four tents, so, you know, four people, presumably. Up to six. Actually, up to like ten. I don't know. I don't judge people. Live your lives. So, one of the ten flaps open, and a very buff looking androgynous person steps out with spiky, like, I wouldn't say like blue, but it's kind of like. Wait, did you say did you say muscly, bulky, muscles? Yes, yes, bulky Morning. muscles. Can I finish describing this person, please? <laughs> Sorry, but that's all one we need to know. <laughs> so this this bulky, buff, androgynous-looking person with kind of like spiky indigo, light dark blue-ish hair steps out and. Strapped on their back is a very large sword with an a eye on it. A what? A very large sword with oh. an eye on it. Oh! Oh my god, we have Soul Edge. And this person just 
groans and says, Who's making all that noise? We know that's not the right sound. <clears throat> well, who, who's making all that noise? That sounds like the exact same voice. We'll, we'll just go with that. As soon as Wannabe sees that, sees that muscle figure, he takes off his own, he takes off his shirt. Me. Hello there. Oh. Fellow hey. warrior of strength. Hey, uh. So, you're the one that woke me up? Potentially by mistake. I, I let my Pokemon trap out of the Pokeballs. Oh, that's fair. I let. I let my, uh, my own edge out all the time, too. It's weight training. Finally, someone who gets me. And they just like thumb behind their back to this to the sword that's strapped that looks like it's strapped to their back. It's really just floating behind them. <laughs> and they just uh they just stick out their hand and say, Name's Clem. Clem Hazard. Nice to meet you. I want to be. Just a pleasure. Now, can you tell me why you guys are waking me up at... They look up at the sky 2.30 in the morning. Wait, is that... Wow, my sleep schedule was awful. I am so sorry, sir. Or ma'am, either. I hope, I, I hope I'm not being rude. He's being genuine about this. Just use they, them pronouns for me, please. Okay, I'm I'm sorry about this. Oh, neutral. Like I'm that. sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. Just never it's to ask first, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Respect. Well, may I ask you, what brings about this forest? You going to critique city like us? That I am. Me and my compadres. They just kind of like very lightly tap Leslie on the shoulder with the with like a fist as if trying to fist bump but very tired and awkward at the moment. <laughs> well let what let you vest some um, I'm sorry for I'm, I'm sorry for that little misconvenience. And Leslie pipes up and says, No 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 I need to uh I need I need to tell you and uh what what's the other name gonna be? Fran. Fran I need to tell you and Fran something. Boy, is this are you, are they, are they part of your group? Yeah, Fran's with us too. Uh Ah, I see. A fellow war truly you you have gained a, a mighty a mighty group then. And at this point, basically Tuxedo Mask walks out of a tent. <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of a mask. This person is wearing a top hat that's just <laughs> tuxedo essentially, hat essentially covering his face except there's eye holes cut out in the little band he says yes uh what did you need to speak to us about leslie she says we should probably talk away from the campsite 
pack up your stuff. Let's uh, let's move over to theirs. And then another ten minutes later, you're back at your campsite. Unless you guys had anything you wanted to do. Want to be warned if I down a little note by Charles. Dear Charles, it is I, old man wannabe. How are you? I heard about what happened to your to your hound dog, which was not cool. You, your friends, your your group did not seem to like you that much. But I do, I do recommend you try work on your social skills, and hopefully we can all become great, the greatest of friends. From wannabe. All right, so we're gonna skip back over to uh, the five, five of you, yeah. Back at your campsite. And uh, Leslie explains essentially on the way what she plans to do, what she really, really wants to do. And uh, Fran and Clem both seem to agree they the three of them have more or less already packed their bags they were ready to go at a moment's notice and we'll say uh we'll just skip you explaining to them not to evolve any of their abnormal typed pokemon and uh So you guys are all back at your campsite. It's very early in the morning. What do you guys do? Hmm. Okay, we're back at the campsite. By uh, the way, Elijah's still just chilling there. Essentially keeping watch for you. Oh, that's nice. He's playing fetch with this Pokeball that he... The, the broken Pokeball, he basically fixed it up so that it can't catch anything but it works as a good fetch ball. And he's basically just tossing it back and forth with Ellie. Aww. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go up to him and thank him for the great job he did. He's been doing helping. He just says, yeah, yeah, just buy me a steak next time we're in town. <laughs> you got it. Then he changes back to the Zorua to everyone else's shock except for wannabes and Paxson. And uh, we'll say that he and Ellie pop into their Pokeballs. Alright. And at this point, I'm going to have Paxson choose which six Pokemon he's going to use active for the following day. Hmm. Let's see here. Uh, we got... Uh, there's only about four that I actually have prepared sheets for, so probably those four, and then, uh, and then Elijah and Ellie. Alright, so, essentially, the four that'll pop out of their Pokeballs at, well, three that'll pop out of their Pokeballs at random, and, uh, and then, let's see. The... I think the Shroomish is the one being boxed. Okay. Shroomish is boxed, and uh, I believe Noibat, too. Oh, the, oh, yeah, that's right, I have a Noibat. We just get so many Pokemon, I forget sometimes. Yeah, so, we never okay. statted the Noibat. I thought we did. Oh, well. We'll work on that one later. So, basically, your main, 
your main four and uh, Zoro and Ellie, or Elijah and Ellie. Yeah. All right. And. Oh yeah, that's right. I have a Venipede too. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Uh, and Wannabe doesn't have to make any choices like that because he's only got six and a half Pokemon currently. Oh wait, who's the half? Is that the Froakie or the Rowlet? The Rowlet. It's not oh. actually caught, so he doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. So, uh, the uh, Pokemon that you didn't choose, like the ones, you know, we'll say you tap on six Pokeballs and the three remaining just click shut. They won't open, even if uh, even if like the hinge is busted on them or anything like that, it's sealed for the day. Ah. So with that, we'll just should we just skip to the morning, or was there anything else that you guys wanted to do in the meantime? The um, other three are just gonna like crash and essentially finish up the watch. For uh, for you guys, if you wanted to just sleep. Yeah, good rest sounds good. Sleep sounds nice. All right. So, with that, wannabe, all of your Pokemon are healed from a good night's rest. Yeah. All of the uh, any Pokemon that is out is going to be fully healed if they sleep throughout the night. The uh, the other Pokemon, like if they're in the Pokeball, will say. If they took any damage, they'll regain half of what they took if they're in their Pokeball. And uh, so, yeah, the next morning comes much quicker than you guys expect. It's about six in the morning at this point. And Clem and Fran decide to. Oh, yeah, Clem and Fran decide to grab Catri, help her with her tent. And they rush over to Aquatique and say, We're going to take you over to the spa. You look like you're tired. You need a spa day. <laughs> Which leaves you with Wannabe and Leslie. Now, okay. I'm going to have... I'm going to have you roll Perception. Either one of you. I like perceiving. I'm good at that. Eight. Eight. And that's out of two dice? Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Sixteen. And that's out of three dice, right? Yeah. Okay, so... Wannabe, you notice... Hmm. A very... Interesting. What, actually, what would you notice? Hmm. We'll say you notice that there's a tree nearby with a few berries that you don't quite recognize. They're yellow, kind of bumpy, brown spots on them. And there's three of them just hanging out there. Paxson, you hear footsteps. Just oh boy. angry shouting. 
you hear, I can't believe they left me. <laughs> After all that work I've been doing to make sure that they're safe. Oh. How ungrateful of them. I wonder if he's actually been doing so. You want to roll uh, intuition? Sure. On do I have intuition? Oh yeah. I know, I know wannabe does. I do. I have, I have a one in intuition. <laughs> you you poor poor child. I, I mean, can you, perceive but not understand. I mean, you could always just say, "Hey, I think he's. I think Charles is on his way, or something like that." So I just got a sixteen in intuition. Sixteen Boy. with intuition. Yeah. So, Pax and I assume you just tell wannabe, "Hey, I can." Yeah. Okay, so as soon as he says that, you can hear, uh, you you can kind of hear Charles just angry grumbling and uh, rolling intuition. You can tell that the pitch of his voice is a little bit higher. And he's, he might be over-exaggerating to himself to make himself feel better. But he does notice you just standing there, reaching up for these yellow berries. He says, Hey, old man, I got your note. Charles? Yeah. Uh, and, oh, he has, he has a shirt back on. Oh, hey, Charles. And Grumpy walking up to you is the familiar purple hair slicked back. The black hoodie over what appears to be a purple, like, not necessarily a fancy suit, but like suit jacket, slacks. He looks kind of disheveled a little bit, like he got everything ready in a hurry. He's just rushing towards you, even though you're like in the middle of the road. So he's either rushing towards you or towards Ecritique, and he's just saying, I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind, and I'll leave me? The legendary Charles. Charles, Charles calm down. And then he just looks at you. He's like stumbling for words because I'm also stumbling for words for him. He just says, "How, how can I be calm? They just ditched me, left me to potentially get taken out by even the smallest weak thing. I could have gotten taken out by a weedle that just pricked me." Charles, <laughs> calm, calm down, Charles. It's just irresponsible, you know. Charles, I want to be looked over towards the other two. I'm going to take Charles for a walk. He, well, he actually looks at who you're talking to, sees Paxson, and sees Leslie cowering behind Paxson. And he just says, no. You. No. Leave her alone. And then he pulls three Pokeballs out. And one, no. as soon as he does that, one of B goes to grab Cuff goes to grab him by the back of his shirt. We are Roll. going now. 
Okay, so you're going to be rolling. Com- uh, it's going to be a contested, let's say, athletics roll. What is your athletics score? Damn it, I have combat, not athletics. The two. Alright, well... I'm going to roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling for... Uh, for Charles, who is more for style, not for, you know... Yeah, I, All right. I can tell. What'd you get? I got an eight. That definitely beats his four, so you grab him by... Actually, how do you make it so that he doesn't throw out three Pokeballs? Simple, really. I don't grab the Pokeball. Jovi does! As soon as, soon as he tries to do that, Jovi grabs all three Pokeballs. Like in his... Like two in his, two in his claws and one in his mouth. Okay, I was gonna be like, he's gonna take all three in his beak? <laughs> There's a lot of balls for one beak. <laughs> don't take that out of context. Or do, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so yeah, so Jovi swoops down, grabs these three Pokeballs, and just flies. What do you what do you think over to a nearby tree? Yeah, kind of. Or just like perches on your shoulder or something. Perches on my head. All right. So he's just gonna hold on to these Pokeballs, and Charles just looks at you aghast and says. You're... you're helping her. Charles, we need to talk. Wannabe's really gonna play counselor again. Alright, so, Wannabe, which way are you walking? Towards the farm or towards Ecritique with Charles? You guys go ahead. I'm gonna sit here with Charles. Alright, so... We'll say that, uh, we'll say that Leslie kind of grabs Baxon by the hand and starts running towards Ecritique with you. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, uh, we'll have, we'll have, uh, Wannabe have his little conversation with Charles. Charles? Let go of me, old man. I'm not, because you got a, you got a big ego that we gotta talk about. I heard what happened with you with Houndor. Yeah, Sadie didn't do anything to help me with win the gym. But my Beedrill did. Either way, I'll, that doesn't mean you can just ditch them. I figured if I left her at the farm, she'd find a good owner. Someone that would actually appreciate her a little bit more than I would. I'm going to go inside of that. Alright, go on ahead and roll intuition. That's not happen. 11? Yeah. He appears to be saying what he believes is true. He knows that he's not the best trainer, but he knows that he's trying to specialize in a certain type. Sadie is not that type. Well, I I get that. Trainers tend to pick different po- certain Pokemon, and you were thinking that was a dog-type Houndor, not a abnormal type. Yeah. 
See, I'm... I'm wanting to be a Dark-type gym leader. I need... I need to specialize in something. I need to... It's it's not a overrepresented type with these gyms. They they seem to be looked at as evil, but really like McDermott here and McDermott, the Murkrow, the small black Murkrow, is just chilling on a tree branch. Looking ready to snag those uh, Pokeballs back from Jovi at any minute now. McDermott is seen as kind of a thief among a lot of people, but really he's he's not he's not a bad Pokemon. He he finds things a lot. I've never seen him actively try and steal it. Jovi, uh, Jovi, looks up Jovi. Has she tried anything like this before? Jovi just looks at you and says, "Oh yeah, yeah." He, he definitely has. Uh, but what I'm... Charles hears is, Wingle! Wingle! Oh. Okay, first off, Charles, number one, I have an ability that allows me to talk to Pokemon. Two, um, Jovi's telling me that he has tried to, stole, tried to steal something before. And uh, McDermott just kind of glares at Jovi at hearing that. And Charles just glares at McDermott. He's like, You're kidding me. Really? Come on, man. We've been through so much together. And you're gonna do this? And uh, McDermott just kind of shrugs its wings. Kind of kind of gives off a little chuckle. Charles, I think they've up and golf on you. Maybe. And not in a good way. Um. Maybe they are. You've been, from what I've seen, you've, you've tried to, you try to catch everything in sight, excluding that, uh, that Pokemon back at Olifine. You've, uh, I mean, I understand that sometimes, but just like, sometimes people just need to talk it out. Yeah, maybe I should have a little sit down with my Pokemon. You also. Would, would you mind sitting in while I talk to them so you can kind of interpret? Oh, they, they, can, they can understand, they can understand you, but you can't just. Oh, you won't be the big me yet. You're okay. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay, but also, uh, secondly, you get really hostile easily. Well, yeah. Some sometimes you gotta keep a cool head. Like, dark types. Dark types aren't always about going straight in, going to conflict. Sometimes they're thinkers. Well, I mean, I need to be as strong as possible. I have to be able to show people that I'm not just my father's son. Your father? Oh, we had done with daddy issues, aren't we? I mean, mm. he, was, he was a champion. A champion? Come yeah. A, I'm a cowboy? Yeah. I... You didn't know? Well, I don't know who... I don't know you, so... What? I never met you, so I don't know who your father is. Oh, yeah, my father. Yeah. He's, a. Uh, Silver. Jovi, Jovi just like he. Excuse me for a moment. He grabs up. He grabs a bottle of water, drinks it, and then spits it out. What? Yeah. You know the, the rival of oh, gold. Oh no. He, 
that's that's my dad. After Gold stepped down as champion, he picked up the mantle. Oh, buddy. What? Did you not hear about how he was in the very beginning? I mean, I've heard he was kind of a dick. Yeah, you can't imagine Kim word by word. But are you calling a child a dick? You're being kind of rude. Well, technically, Charles isn't a child. He's like 25. 25? <laughs> yeah. That's a bit old to be acting that way. My goodness. Charles, you're, you're, you're acting like you're acting like you're a you're angsty middle schooler when you're 25, son. Dude, I've basically lived the last 25 years under his rules. I couldn't really leave the house. Kind of. Jeez, I thought he. Damn. I was basically homeschooled by my mom the entire time. Wow. Well, he didn't. He knew that the world was evil. He knew that there was a lot of bad in the world. And that, oh, and I... he wanted to try and protect me from. It. I ran away at Wait, 25. Okay, that's on the borderline of kidnapping, kid. Okay. And I mean, it's it's bad enough that even when he's not at home, I'm stuck there because he's got a fucking Ursa ring there as my babysitter. But just, son, you got it. And he's just like frustrated, crying at this point. Oh. I want to be just catch my back, son. And then uh, he just reaches up and snags three pokeballs from Jovi. Says, "You really believed all of that?" Huh. <laughs> Foolish. And then he just walks off. No, John. Want to be, be foolish, old man. Want to be take. Want to be grab the pokeball. We don't want to share this by talking, but share it by battling. You're so concerned. You have all of your Pokemon out. Who's po whose Pokeball are you grabbing? Oh, uh, well, no. He, he just, his Pokemon are gathering up, like... If you want oh, to so, this... so squad's ganging up? Yeah. What up? Alright, so... He'll chuckle. Turn back around. And grab... One of the Pokeballs. Which happens to be a nest ball. We're gonna cut over to Pax. Wampy's about to knock some sense in this, into this little etch stain, etch lord. Oh, jeez. So, Paxson, you're hearing none of what Wannabe has said to Charles. <laughs> but you are feeling one of your Pokeballs kind of shaking as you're getting. A little further away. And it's the one that Leslie handed to you. The black Pokeball. Ooh. Now, you guys are essentially at the gate to Ecrateek City. And this ball is just shaking like crazy. What do you do? Hmm. I'm kind of concerned. Maybe I should observe it and let see what's inside. Alright, so are you letting it out? Yes. Alright, so technically the Pokeball isn't quite registered to you yet. But, as you let, uh, as you open the Pokeball, you see a familiar, very dark purple and pink dog. With what looks like sticks just adorning its head. 
and it's just looking around frantically, tongue kind of like flopping out of the side of its mouth, just excited. And it, and it looks around and doesn't notice Charles, and it just her tail starts drooping a little bit. She just kind of sits on the ground. No. What do you do? Hmm. Well, realizing what probably happened, I'm going to try and comfort her. Alright. Uh, what would this be? I feel like this would be a roll. Yeah, probably. Let's see. There's charm. There's... Um, the only related one I can think of is charm. Yeah, charm sounds fitting, so I'm gonna have you go on ahead and roll that. Alright, I do not have good charm. <laughs> it's a very charm-heavy episode. Four out of six. Four out of six? Alright, so... What are you saying to comfort her? Uh, shoot, what would Paxton say? I never, I never think these things through. Um, Do you want to cut back to Wannabe while you're thinking? Sure, why not? <laughs> Alright, so, Wannabe, at this point, you are face-to-face -face with a translucent white and black bee. That has just emerged from a Pokeball that Charles has thrown. Do I recognize this bee? No, but it recognizes Bond and you. And it just, instead of the, uh, the stingers it has on its hand, it looks like sharp hooks. And it just points one of them over at you, and the other one over at Bon. And then it just puts the hooks together, rips them apart. As if it's trying to say, we got a score to settle. Bon, do you know this guy? Bon just shakes its head. And it looks just as confused as you do. So, you guys are welcome to roll initiative. If you so Initiative. Wabi's got his first fight of the season. It is a 14. 14? So let's see what Charles and the Beedrill got. 11. So, with the speed modifier of... That's 13, so you get to go first still, unless, uh... Oh, wait, no, you get to go first anyway. So, who are you having out? Bon? Hmm. I'm looking at my team. I'm trying to think about something. Huh. Yeah, I'm sending Bon out. All right. So, 
You send Bon out, and you get to go first. Just keep in mind, you do not know what type this beedrill is. But you can tell that it doesn't look like a normal beedrill. It has hooks on its hands, right? Hooks on its hands, and it's white and black instead of yellow and black. Bon, go for bite attack. Bite? Alright, so go ahead and roll to hit. Okay, that is a... Six... A uh, six. Okay, one second. Okay, so yeah, that's going. That's going to go on ahead and roll your two d six plus ten. Okay. Two d six plus ten is sixteen. Sixteen. All right. So that's going to take a hefty chunk out of this pedro, and it's going to counter with what is it going to counter with don't say counter no thank god because when you say counter i'm like oh no let me oh no pull something up counter on a dark type oh no what this speed drill is going to counter with it's going to be twin needle i would i wait why like a fighting type fight a buck a dog type, fight a bug type. I'm a dipshit. So, twin needle, going to be six to hit. So that'll hit. It's going to be Wait, don't we act? Don't we add the attack bonus to our attacks? Yeah. So you did a. a I kind of added like an extra sixteen. Okay. Because I figured it was going to be at least close to that. It's actually twenty. <laughs> oh yeah. So it the beedrill looks a little bit angrier now. So that's twenty-seven damage heading your way. What is, That's... what is your, to, uh, what's Bond's defense stat at? Eleven. Eleven. So you're gonna take sixteen damage. So so sixteen. Okay, I can take that. All right. Luckily, Bond is not poisoned. So, what are you going to do next? Seeing this windmill didn't hurt that bad at the moment. He's one of these going out. I don't know who this fella is, but if he's acting hard tough towards us, let's kick him. Let's kick his ass. Goes for another bite attack. Alright, roll it. God. Hmm. It begins. Is it a 15? It's a 17. Okay, so that's oh, going to that's gonna cause Beedrill to flinch too. So I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to ruin your combat. Oh no, you're fine. I, here's the thing, though. Fire is a really busted move early game in this. It really is. God. So, so. go on ahead, uh, roll your damage, add the attack to it. Okay. And it I'll tell is. you how. I'll tell you how dead the speed roll is. I do. <laughs> Okay, I did five plus 
5 plus 10, so 15. And how much more points of damage should I add on to it? The 20? 10. 5 plus 10, uh, plus 10 is 15. Yeah. Times and then, uh, plus 20, so that's 35. Times 2. Yeah, the Beedrill is... Bon chomps down. Wait, it's times two? It's super effective? Yes. Oh yeah, it's a ghost type! Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so... Bon just oh. chomps down on this translucent white and black bee drill. And... Its leg is still in its uh, in Bond's mouth. Oh, that's poor view. As it just starts to go flying, and then a look of recognition comes to, I'd say both you and Bond, of that night in the woods where you went with Paxson to save Ileana and Ollie, and a horde of Weedle came up, and you notice that there's a scar on this Beedrill's like abdomen, thorax, roughly in the center of where it would be. Bon, you killed a bee drill. Are you going to try and roll intuition on this bee drill? Sure. All right, go on ahead and roll it. It happened. All right, so you're not really able to understand what's coming from the bee drill's mind as it starts to kind of fade. You just hear buzzing, just. It sound it feels like radio static in your brain. And as it starts to float down to the ground, the leg is still in Bond's mouth, detached from the beedrill, and Charles just looks at you two in horror. I'm looking at Bond in horror. Bond, we talked about this. And Bond's looking at him uh, at the leg in horror, like what did I just do? And he drops the leg. It just disappears and re, uh, reappears on the beedrill. Charles returns him and says, Whatever. Throws some money at you, and then he just turns and walks away. Why, that was it? He doesn't say anything. He's still walking away. Oh. The path you're going is, you're going to become a a person no one likes to be around, and there's a criminal organization like Team Rocket or something like that. He's at this point. He's uh probably a little too far to hear you. Oh, he's walking after him when he's saying this. <laughs> he's not leaving. He's not leaving this kid. This man child here starts putting in headphones and keeps walking. <laughs> Yeah, he's still just going to keep walking as uh, and he turns around and sees that you're walking and he starts walking faster. At this uh, are you following faster as he's walking faster? Want to be Yes, I am. And then it just becomes like that meme of uh, of like that older girl chasing after a kid basically. Mm. As he starts to run and I assume you're running after him. Oh, yes. I I went up Umbrella Bay Beach. This is nothing. And he's basically sprinting towards the farm. And he's, he's 
like trying to get away from you as fast as possible. Yeah, they're gonna see this as a Sonic says, don't let the stranger touch you situation. <laughs> so we're gonna, with you basically chasing after Charles, almost all the way back to Martina's farm, we're gonna cut back to Paxson on the other side of the route, who's just looking at this very sad looking hound door. All right, Paxson's getting on one knee uh, and, and calmly tries to say to her, Sadie, I know this might be hard to handle, but your old owner, Charles, had left you at the farm the other day. It can be hard to lose someone you trusted. I'm, I'm sorry this happened. I, I want you to know that this is a safe space. And if you want, uh, there's always <laughs> there's always a place here. And if she'll let me, I'll pat her on the head. She, it looks like if a dog could cry, it's essentially what this hound door is doing. As she starts to walk towards you and puts the top of her head against your knee. Aww. As a little sign of trust. And your knee feels warm. I will start petting her. And, Paxson, your watch starts to ring. Oh, let's check that watch. It's your mom. Oh, mom. We're gonna cut it here. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Alright, so to those of you who are listening to this episode, I wanna say thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks. This was you saw, a... me, you, you saw me you saw me you saw me tell a, a man child to shut up. Yeah, he's like twenty-five. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually twenty-five, but I had a when I described him, he was like early twenties, so so like somewhere between twenty three and twenty five. So I guess twenty five now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's canon. Boom. He twenty five. We have an old rival. Yeah, an old rival who is essentially, actually, you don't know if that's his backstory or not. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> yeah, he could have easily just been lying to the old man to get his stuff. I can't yeah. have to do intuition check on that little shit. <laughs> <laughs> After this, yeah. whenever... You guys now, you've Scott, Scott, you've now realized the curse you set upon yourself. Everyone's getting an intuition check. Good. <laughs> You're gonna intuition you check no all of the Carls. You everywhere no you look, everywhere you are, there's a check, there's a check. <laughs> You will never have a secret hidden from me anymore. Unless you I roll horribly. Shut up. <laughs> you, you can always roll badly. Shut up. I mean, you almost rolled below a 10 today. The Argo, you can't always be a therapist. And that's why he wanted be Look, Warren... Look, Warren B <laughs> wants to try to find his peaceful solutions. It's not his fault he's a veteran.
What's up, buds? It's your boy Scott. Just dropping in again to say thanks for listening, as usual. You know, it's always appreciated. Also, gonna go on ahead and say that we're not affiliated with Game Freak or the Pokemon community. Company. I can't words. Ugh. And anyway just a bunch of friends from the internet that want to play a game share it with the world and here following the words that I am saying is a trailer for another group of friends that are playing a game and sharing it with the world that said There's no blooper at the end of this, because we didn't really do anything, like, erroneously that I deemed funny enough to be a blooper. Anyway, have a great day, night, whenever it is that you're listening to this. And I'll catch you later. Join our adventurers as they discover how strange portals alter Revelheim. Do you hear that, Amsley? Our Lord Paylor blesses us. I didn't realize you worshipped a salesman. Actually, Marion, I'm pretty sure this is a dad. Rolling on Fate is an actual play D&D podcast. D&D? I love death caps and dish rags. Nurtrude, what's a podcast? It is an interdimensional sonic communication feed, Vanilla. Very simple. Nortrude, are you indicating that we're in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Pelias, did you hear that? I actually had a good one. Pelias? You can find Rolling on Fate every other Wednesday wherever you download podcasts. You mean podcasts. Taylor! A- anyone! I can't see! I... I think I'm stuck in one of those pot cats. Rolling on fate. Come to you where the dice take us.